Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. And I'm Wajat Ali. And Waj, we're in the midst of an American Democratic meltdown. We have now all watched uh, two hearings, two, one of them in prime time and one in uh, the morning. Don't ask me why we're not watching all of them at 7 p.m. prime time, but I hear there's like an NBA basketball thing happening. I don't know. I guess that's more important. Um, but where do you think that things stand right now? How are you feeling with regard to what we are learning there, about the, the sports this. balls happening between my Correct. Warriors and uh, the nefarious Celtics? Yes. So what is what like what are you thinking about um, where we've landed so far, what the committee has offered up? Yeah, so we got a whole bunch of stuff happening right now. So during the month of Pride, uh, the people who are feeling really proud right now are white supremacists who are going all out uh, right now uh, attacking LGBTQ communities. While that's happening, as you as you just mentioned, there is this uh, hearing, and we're learning now that pretty much, as we've been discussing on this show, it wasn't just Donald Trump, Danielle. It was an entire right-wing ecosystem that had tried to and is still trying to launch a coup to overturn our free and fair election. Uh, we learned, as we predicted, that <laughs> folks in Trump land are throwing everyone under the bus. Ivanka and Jared are throwing Trump under the bus. We got the the Bill Stapien saying, oh, there was team normal and team crazy. I was team normal. Bill Barr was apparently team normal as well, saying this whole thing was crazy. And team crazy, quote unquote, team crazy was represented by Rudy Giuliani, who allegedly was inebriated and gave Trump the idea. Rudy Giuliani goes on Twitter, throws Jason Miller under the bus. Jason Miller, as you know, is the dude who uh, works for Trump, but also tried to... Uh, 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 give his uh, mistress uh, the smoothie with the abortion pill question. Now, these are very pro-family values, folks. Um, and so everyone's throwing everyone else under the bus. But what the juicy stuff really was, in my opinion, two quick things, is the fact that it seems, according to what we've heard, that Donald Trump and his minions grifted MAGA to the tune of $250 million dollars <laughs> 
All that money that went to defend election fraud, but apparently didn't go to that, but actually probably went to Donald Trump. So number one, if that is true, that's a crime. And also MAGA can sue Trump. The second thing, which I think is really interesting, is the the, the first day of hearing, Daniel, where uh, it was teased out and later confirmed that there are Republicans who proactively sought pardons. Why would you seek a pardon if you haven't crimed? I mean, I, I, I would have no idea because I haven't I don't walk around looking around for pardons underneath rocks or holding them in the breast pocket or in my fanny pack like that's or, or not proactively. Something that have, I you, have you ever proactively sought a pardon? Nope, never. Not one time. I'm, nope, I'm assuming me, that not, not because either. I'm not a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So that, that to me is amazing is number one. What? Who sought pardons and why? I think we have a good idea. Number two, holy shit, this was a grift where they straight up grifted their own base for $250 million. Three, they're all throwing each other under the bus. But I'll go back to the point I made at the beginning is the reason why it's not just Donald Trump in the entire right wing ecosystem. Because even if you believe Bill Barr, right, who was the former attorney general, who just threw everyone under the bus, it was bullshit. It was crazy. He laughed at the Dinesh D'Souza documentary, 2000 Mules. Uh, Bill Barr, what did you do? Oh, patriot. What did you do? You did he went nothing. on CBS. Remember, he went on CBS and when asked about his own legacy right on CBS, he goes, eh, you know, what are legacies? <laughs> yeah. Right. He pretty much said, I don't really give a shit. Right. So Bill Barr is no, just like I want to continue to say that Liz Cheney is nobody's hero. Bill yeah. Barr is nobody's hero. Damn you right. don't become a hero for just acknowledging fucking reality. That, right. Exactly. And recognizing that, oh, you know what? On this one issue, Donald Trump was absolutely batshit crazy. Right. Oh, but but this is even more amazing, Daniel. They want to be remade into heroes, but <clears throat> to just underscore how this is a systemic rot, even after all this, when they asked Bill Barr, hey, who will you vote for in 2024? Well, if Trump runs, I'm, I'm voting for Trump. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it it is it pains me. It pains me for a couple of reasons. And both of both you and I wrote pieces in the Daily Beast this week. And, you know, the piece that I wrote, which was just like, why won't Democrats just connect the dots? That's right. Why won't they just say like after these two hearings and we know that we have several more to go through. But after these two hearings, when you are very you are seeing so clearly that Republicans, they had foot shoulders, they had their own militia on hand, mm. they had people the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys were acting as bodyguards for mm. members of Congress. These are known white nationalists, white supremacists. So you are literally being handed by the Republican Party your opposition repo on a silver platter. Yep. And yet they continue to refer to these people as rational. They continue to say that not all Republicans. And I'm just saying to myself, how is this? How is this now that you're getting information upon information? And this is... Very different to me, Waj, than the Mueller report, which is right. what I was hoping. I was hoping that this excavation was going to be much different than the Mueller report. And it is. And yeah. why is that? Because you have two Republicans that are sitting on this commission who are not insane, right? <laughs> who actually want to get to the bottom of things. And so when you see this being laid out, you're thinking to yourself, how could Merrick Garland do nothing? Right. Right. Like when this is all said and done and Neil Katya just wrote another piece for The New York Times that was basically laying out the criminal case for Donald Trump. Yep. 
So you tell me. He pretty much. He's like Neil Katyal. You guys all should read this uh, New York Times article. It's kind of lengthy, but he pretty much aggressively makes a very confident case uh, for prosecuting Donald Trump and pretty much connects the dots and says, yo, from what we've just learned, the Justice Department has enough. Yeah. However, however, the co-chair of the January 6th committee, it's uh, it's Cheney and Benny Thompson, the Democrat. What did he say? What did Thompson say? Oh, we're not going to refer. We're not going to refer uh, to the DOJ to prosecute Donald Trump. Like they're so, it's just like what, why? And then, but thankfully, thankfully, there's some other other Democrats. Who, it's it's on the fence, right? But Benny Thompson, adamant, said it on record. No, 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 we're not going to make uh, referrals. Like why? They literally want to kill you, and even now because you're so terrified. Number one, Democrats have conceded that they're going to get friggin' shellacked in the upcoming midterms. Number two. They're terrified that when Republicans get in power, they're going to do what? Revisit. What they've always done? Yeah, yeah. What they, what they, what exactly. What they've always Under, done. Undermine our democracy, <laughs> undermine progress, harm the most marginalized communities, make sure that their shareholders and the CEOs that fill their pockets are continuing on the government grift. Like, what what, do, what, what, what are we waiting for no, here? No, but Daniel, that's fine. Look, they don't care about that. What they're afraid of is that when the Republicans get back in power, they're going to use and abuse power to attack Democrats, which they've always done and which they will always do. So instead, they're fighting on their knees, kind of fighting with one hand tied behind their back. They're literally tying their own hand behind their back because they think if they're a bit nicer to Republicans, then maybe only a few of them will die. That's what it is. It's like it's like leading through fear and cowardice. So they're afraid of creating a court precedent that will then be used and abused by Republicans when they get power. But Republicans have openly said Ted Cruz already said it. We're going to impeach Biden. Why? Gave no reason. So they're literally going to impeach Biden. We know this is going to happen. They're going to do these sham hearings on Hunter Biden. They're going to have revenge against Liz Cheney and all these other Democrats, what they've always done. Uh, And right now you have a brief window of like six months, maybe, until they lose power to use and abuse, to uh, not abuse, but literally to use your majority to do what they're doing. I'll give them credit. These hearings are very good. Well done well-produced, straight to the point, pretty freaking damning. We've only had two. And right before we started recording, uh, Danielle, I, I sent you this link, and this is the latest news. This is yesterday. Uh, this is uh, We're recording this on Wednesday, all. That Representative uh, Loudermilk, a Republican, straight up, straight up is giving a video tour to the violent insurrectionists who are taking photos of the hallways and like straight up writing down like, you know, how to plan the attack that literally happened. He's literally but- giving them a tour. But here's the thing that I want to say. I want to go back to Benny Thompson for a minute because I, I worked on the Hill, right? And I very much respect respected uh, members of Congress, particularly those of the Congressional Black Caucus, because to get to Congress, having lived through many of them, what they have right. lived through and the discrimination and what have you is a major feat, right? And, they, and they're there because they honestly believe that the people's house is in fact the people's house. So for me, for Benny Thompson to turn around And we know that a black person could be thrown in federal prison for crossing the street wrong wrong in Washington, D.C. How this man could be looking through these thousands of interviews, all of these documents and say, because at this point, I would just say we're going to let the American people see the evidence that we have. We're not jumping to any conclusions before the time the time of this is done. That's it. 
Yeah, that's, right? that's what smart. I would offer. You don't you don't need to offer anything more. Oh, we're not going to refer. Then then what was this? Then this is exactly what what Republicans said it was. It's just a political witch hunt, because if you're not going to see it through, then what was the pur- what's the purpose of these hearings? What was the purpose of the commission to find that there was criminal activity to find that this man not only stole from his own constituents, but lied to the American people, put his own vice president in jeopardy, has been in cahoots with white nationalists and then you have all that information and you're going to say nah i'm good from the new yorker staff writer vincent cunningham a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change Great Expectations is about david's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that force David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> it's like, mm, well, we did our part. Well, the audiences are threefold, in my opinion. Number one is history. You have to do it for posterity. You have to do it because it's the right thing to do. Number two is the American people. Hopefully inform the majority or the electorate. Enough people care that our democracy is under assault. And then number three <clears throat> is the Justice Department. It's up to the Justice Department then to pretty much aggressively pursue these Republicans the way they pursue poor black and brown folks who friggin' sell Lucy cigarettes uh, mm. and, you know, oh, you shoplift. Mean, oh, kill them. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right. And so, and so, you know, even Adam Schiff, Congressman Schiff, and I agree with him, he says, even what we know, and I'm talking about you and me, Danielle, I'll give you one example. Uh, we have the audio recording of Donald Trump pressuring Georgia's Secretary of State, Republican Brad Raffensperger, to literally find the votes. Raffensperger's like, yo, you lost. He goes, find me the votes. All right, we have the audio recording. That in itself, just that, is a criminal case. And most likely, <clears throat> the Georgia DA might be more pro- uh, aggressive in, in prosecuting Donald Trump than the entire DOJ. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Because that, that itself is like a whopper, right? Like, we have the tape. Brad Raffensperger has admitted to it. Like, he, they literally tried to pressure uh, Raffensperger uh, to literally, quote-unquote, find the votes 
to give him Georgia. Uh, and so you and I know, and we're not part of the committee. We haven't gone through a thousand interviews. We don't have all the evidence that these guys crime. And to connect the dots, uh, it's not just Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump. It's his White House. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a war room at the Willard Hotel. It's Fox News that has promoted the bullshit big lie. The mm-hmm. majority of Republicans believe the big lie. Uh, a Washington Post just yesterday came out with this stunning report that 103 Republicans who have won primaries uh, since May all believe the big lie, which mm-hmm. includes Doug Mastriano, the guy running to be the governor of Pennsylvania, who's openly saying, nope, I was at the insurrection. I believe in the big lie. And if necessary, I'll do whatever it takes to make sure there's mm-hmm. no quote unquote election fraud. Like this is not just Donald Trump and team crazy. Team crazy is the GOP is MAGA. This is now an accelerated, aggressive effort to overturn our elections. Like this is literally what's going to happen in 2023, 2024, if they lose, Daniel. Yeah, I just I I, got to say that, you know, the evidence is damning. Everything is obvious. And what is obvious to me is that they're the only thing that needs to be done on Democrats part is storytelling. Mm. That's that's the only thing that they refuse to do. And frankly, the idea that they are so concerned about what Republicans are going to do to them is the fucking problem, because this isn't an us versus them issue. Like, oh, I'm worried about what Republicans are going to do to Liz Cheney and Benny Thompson and to Nancy Pelosi. No, we should be fucking concerned about what they're going to do to our democracy. We should be concerned about what they're going to do to continue to thwart uh, women's uh, access to reproductive health care and people with uteruses. We should be concerned about them overturning, right, all of the policies and rights and rules that we have received, fought for over the last two to three decades. That's what we should be concerned about, not our own, not our own necks. Well, also, you know, speaking about connecting the dots, <clears throat> there's another story that I wanted to mention. Uh, we should also be concerned about uh, the rise of violence and threats against marginalized communities. Um, as you mentioned, that this right-wing ecosystem <clears throat> excuse me, includes groups like Oath Keepers and uh, Proud Boys, far-right, violent, often white nationalist groups who have active ties to the GOP. What we also found out uh, last week, it's a big story that I, I think doesn't get enough attention is that during Pride Month, we're seeing uh, accelerated threats against LGBTQ communities and specifically uh, rallies. And what happened in Idaho was that 31 men who were part of the white supremacist hate group Patriot Front were stopped by mm-hmm. the police. Thank God they were planning to attack a pride rally in Idaho. And I'm just going to let you I'm just, let me just read what the, these men were clad in. All right. Riot gear, shields shin guards, helmets, smoke grenades, and long metal poles like those used by some U.S. Capitol writers on January 6th. Thank God there was a tip. Uh, they pulled over a U-Haul truck a quarter mile from the park that was hosting the Pride event, and uh, they found them. Uh, these men, who were clad in also masks, so they're cowards, uh, did not come with a beneficial intent, Daniel. No, It they seems didn't. like they came... To inflict violence. And, and I just want to connect the dots of, of like, well, why are you talking about this, Waj? Because many of them are now motivated by the right wing conspiracy theory QAnon that says Democrats and liberals and anyone who's not part of MAGA is part of an international conspiracy that rapes and kidnaps children. That's connected to CRT that says these Democrats and Jews and black folks are teaching children to become gay and transgender and hate America. And this is all part of the gay plot. And in order to save the children, 
we now have to use violence against Democrats and their allies. Well, this month is Pride Month. And Danielle, you and I are old enough to remember in the 80s, what was the the, the main stereotype used against gay men? Pedophiles. Pedophiles. Well, the old is new again. It's all about reboots. And now you got all these people literally wearing shirts saying, save the kids, save them from pedophiles. And now with two weeks left in Pride, I pray to God that nothing happens. But I'm really worried that this now activated radicalized group that is tied to the GOP will literally kill people. Well, let's go on a step further, because I believe that these are coordinated acts and incidents on that same weekend where the U-Haul full of white supremacists was pulled over and 31 of them were arrested. And mind you, I just want to uh, enlighten for people. They were from 11 different states. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So these, so these, these men were coming from eleven different states. So gas prices be damned. Um, they were on their way to cause some harm. But also on that weekend in California, Proud Boys bursted into a story time drag queen reading in right. California, yelling homophobic slurs, um, ye- yelling transphobic slurs and all of these things. The New York Times reported on it and said that they, quote, disrupted an event. Let me tell you something about media right now and on their bullshit, which is the fact that this is not a disruption. These people are escalating violence. They yeah. want to cause as much harm as possible. And they are domestic terrorists because the point being of what was going to transpire in Idaho, if not for that concerned citizen that said, there looks to be a mini army getting into a random U-Haul. If they did not tip and follow up like, oh, I don't know, the FBI and everyone didn't do for January 6th, what do you think would have happened at this Pride event? What do you think would have happened at that story time had the police not been called and actually came in, right? Instead of saying, oh, you know, boys will be boys, white supremacists will be white supremacists, and Everyone gets to just carry on and do whatever it is that they want. There is messages. There are messages that are going out across these different servers and platforms that are saying and calling these people into ranks to say, go to this event, go to that event, right? There is a terror alert now, right now, where I am recording in Washington, D.C., getting ready to go to a pride event at the White House, where, again, there are threats all around here. Right. That are being picked up. So this is not about Democrats covering their own asses about Republicans that are going to come in and make them look like fools. This is about green lighting, violence and terrorism in this country. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And if you don't have any consequences for individuals who feel empowered, emboldened, and confident, and proud enough to use violence to further the white supremacist ideology, what's going to happen? It's like a co- It's like a cop... Literally eating a donut, looking at a robber, saying, oh, look at that robber, leaving the bank with jewelry. Hmm. Listen, nice robber. Here's some coffee. Just don't do it again. The robber is going to be like, okay. And then next day, he's going to go right back into the bank and go for all the bills that he he forgot. And also, speaking about the cops, another just amazing story that I have to mention before we quickly leave about how this is so connected. An assistant police chief. Wait, wait, Danielle, I don't know about your finances right now, but, you know, it's a it's a pandemic and we have inflation and uh, there's fears of a recession. But I think if you and I need some money, if this podcasting doesn't work out, let me tell you how you can get one point five million dollars. Excuse me. (coughs) Be a 27 year department veteran and assistant police Uh chief. Make Uh some Holocaust jokes. Shave your facial hair. Grow some facial hair if you can, Danielle, to resemble a, a Hitler mustache and proudly hang some Nazi symbols. If you do all that, public goods and funds will be used to pay you $1.5 million. That's what happened in Washington, that literally the people's money, $1.5 million went to pay an assistant police chief who's pretty much a Nazi because apparently uh, they had to pay him out uh, for him to leave. That's what's happening. A dude gets $1.5 million for being a Nazi. And the police are so strong that they could not, quote unquote, retaliate against him. So they literally are like, all right, dude, we'll give you $1.5 million. Please leave. We'll give you we'll give you our money. We'll give you $1.5 million. We'll give you a nest egg for being a Nazi. Can you just leave the police department? He's like, fine, for $1.5 million, fine. But what does, that, what does that tell you? We can't even get qualified immunity, right? Cops shoot and kill people left and right, and they get what? Paid leave, if that, right? Or they get transferred to a different fucking department. So- this is, I mean, when when people have been saying, and I just got on this bandwagon, you know, a couple of years ago, that police are nothing more than an organized gang. This is what the fuck we're talking about, right? When you have so many, uh, so many restrictions, so many from bad accountabil- apples, from for so many restrictions from accountability, and yet you got an orchard that spans the nation filled with bad apples, but you can't do anything about it for fear, right? Because let's go back to those Idaho police officers that arrested the Mm. caravan of of white domestic terrorists is that guess what they're receiving now death threats yep right they're having to look for protection from themselves the police the police chief the police chief specifically said he's been getting death threats and uh received about 150 calls in two days after making their arrests half of them were people praising the police for stopping the u-haul of white supremacists the other half are from all over the world yelling at them and pretty much offering death threats simply for doing the job. So 50 saying good job and 50% saying, hey, damn you for stopping this U-Haul of white supremacists who are about to inflict massive violence on a gay pride parade. You know, all I keep thinking about is the pulse shooting Mm. that took that was the deadliest mass shooting in this country that targeted black and Latinx gay people in Florida killed nearly 50 
right? I think about all of the violence that's been inflicted against LGBTQ community, the black community at the hands of white supremacists and others, right? Other marginalized communities. And we do nothing. And we do nothing in these nation right. in this nation when the terror threat is is lift is raised. We do nothing when the attorney general, along with the secretary of Homeland Security, says, you know, the biggest threat that's facing this country isn't ISIS. It isn't, you know, these foreign terrorists. Right. Is it Antifa, Daniel? Oh, and you know what? It isn't Antifa or black extremist groups <laughs> either. Right. It's actually white domestic terrorists. What? And what are we do? And what are we doing about it? Because these people are embedded in our military. They're embedded in the police department. They're embedded in in uh, in our agencies. And so we do nothing because we continue to believe that we're allowing these people to police themselves. And somehow things are going to get better. Well, they're also embedded now in the Republican Party, and they also showed up on January 6th. That's why. It's all connected. And, 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 you know, as we as we leave this episode so you can go hopefully have a fun, <laughs> joyous a time at the White House at the Pride event. Um, inshallah. Inshallah is that uh, we don't talk about white supremacy enough in this country. And I know yeah, you and me get all the hate and we got we get called race hustlers and we say, oh, mm-hmm. you guys are hysterical and reactionary. But you have to diagnose something. You have to, if there is a disease in the country, how do you treat it without actually diagnosing it and calling it out? All of this is connected to white supremacy. All of this is connected to an ideology of hate that says only one group of people deserve to have power. That's what animated in part uh, uh, the movement that went for Donald Trump. That's what animated the violent insurrection mob. That's what's animating all these Republicans right now who are willing to literally overturn our robust, flawed, but robust democracy. That's what's animating these militia groups and armed violent groups that, as you mentioned, are now recruiting people and targeting groups online using social media to both recruit and target. And and the last thing I'll say is, you know, you might be listening to this and be like, well, I'm not black. I'm not gay. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yep. They're coming mm-hmm. after all of us. They're coming after Jews, black folks. Look at Buffalo shooting. Look at Muslim, the anti-Muslim hate groups. They're, anti- they're anti-Semitic. They hate women. And this month, they're coming after LGBTQ and they're coming after democracy, which is why it's going to take all of us, ladies and gentlemen. We need a multicultural coalition. We need the Avengers to step up. You have skin in the game. Trust me, you have skin in the game. Uh, we cannot afford you to be apathetic. Uh, We try to do our part to keep you aware. Um, But until next time, I hope uh, Danielle has some juicy, tasty stories and gossip (laughs) from the White House Pride Parade. Hopefully, we'll have some good news next week. Hopefully, there won't be a freaking U-Haul or a caravan of white supremacists. Hopefully, the January 6th uh, committee gives us some juicy tidbits. And maybe, just maybe, inshallah, the Justice Department and Merrick Garland get off their ass and prosecute white supremacists in the GOP like the the way this country has uh, crushed. black folks and brown folks for the the crimes of just i don't know using and abusing Being. drugs <laughs> just you know existing. what I, that the, the the last thing that i will say is this that you know if if there is no justice right if we go through this 6 weeks of hearings if we continue to see mass shootings and the rise of white supremacy and the emboldened because these people have become emboldened That's right. and why is that one of the things that i heard very quickly one of the things that i heard was 
White supremacists are emboldened because they recognize that no one is really serving any real time for the insurrection. Mm. That's what they said out of their own mouths is that they thought, oh, shit, they caught us. They got us on tape. They got us on social media. But guess what? Most of those people are serving like a handful of months in jail. And so if there are patriots in their own distorted, twisted minds, then a couple of months to save this country from the grips of black and brown and gays and trans folks and Muslims, you know, then they'll take it. They'll take it on the chin. So this is deeply reflected in our Department of Justice's inability to hold white supremacists accountable. And because we're not holding them accountable and throwing everything, everything, including the the kitchen sink at them, because we're not doing that they're saying you know what come on folks the water is warm the water is warm and the path is clear and also uh, i just want to say you know god god bless the self-destructive nature of white supremacy where <laughs> they'll whine and complain about gas prices but in order to go beat up some gays they'll pay the price They'll pay the price, but they won't blame <laughs> Biden for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they'll blame they'll blame them for everything else, but gas prices be damned. So that gas we can... prices be damned. We got to go beat up the gays. Yeah. Ugh, dark humor for dark days, but hopefully, inshallah, there's some brighter days ahead. Uh, Danielle, enjoy yourself. Uh, have a great you. time, and let us know. Uh, give me all the juicy gossip uh, off the record. <laughs> I will. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. I'm Ali. And we will be back next week if, in fact, there is a country left. Inshallah. Inshallah.